ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم في العالمين انك حميد مجيد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ان شاء الله today we're going to continue our series about the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but first before we talk about one of the beautiful names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala today let me just ask a question why should we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala why should we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala simply in order to worship him and we cannot worship him without knowing him another question why do we worship why should we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be pleased with him we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in order to to gain the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in order to fulfill the purpose of his creating us so we were created for a purpose we were created for a reason we were created for a meaning and this purpose and reason and the meaning is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we were created to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran umma khalaqtu al-jinna wal-insa that I created jinn and mankind only to worship me only to worship me so we were not created to chill we were not created to play video games five or six hours every day we were not created to watch movies in that flex until we drop dead we were created to know our Lord we were created to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is the first question that you'll be asked in your grave once you die when you enter the grave when everybody leaves the first question question that you will be asked is what do you know about your lord who is your lord rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to one of the companions ya qais inna laka qarinan yadkhulu ma'aka al-qabra wa anta hayy wa tadkhulu ma'ahu al-qabra wa anta mayyit there is a companion that he will enter the grave alive with you and you will enter the grave dead with him and then he says, فَإِنْ كَانَ كَرِيمًا أَكْرَمَكَ If it's noble, it will honor you. وَإِنْ كَانَ لَئِيمًا أَسْلَمَكَ But if that thing is an evil, it will let you down. قِيلَ وَمَا هَذَا يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ They said, oh my sinner, what is this? He said, عَمَلُكْ Your deed. And the first thing that will lead you to righteous deed is to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is to know your Lord. Because this is the foundation of this religion. To know your Lord. To know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So from among billions and billions of, of matters and questions and, and things that Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what do you know about Allah is one of the most important questions. One of the most important questions. You know, we, we learned that a good teacher, a good teacher 
is not only someone who can speak eloquently or att attractively, but he's someone who can speak without, without no preparation. He speaks because he has a lot of relevant information. So when you speak about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who has created you, the one who has brought you into existence, shouldn't you give clear answer? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who has provided for you, the one who gave you sustenance, the one who gave you water, food and air, the one who gave you family and children, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who gave you mind, whereby to, to, to acquire, acquire knowledge in order to gain money, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who has provided you with enlightenment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided you to Him. So if you were to ask, who is your Lord? What do you know about your Lord? Shouldn't your answer be attractive and interesting? This is the point of this series, to get to know our Lord, to get to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The name that we're going to talk about today, one of the most beautiful names of Allah, Al-Quddus. It was mentioned twice in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allahu la ilaha illa huwa al-maliku al-Quddus. Allah said at the end of Surah Al-Hajr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Allah, there is no God but He. He is the King Al-Quddus. In another Surah, in Surah Al-Jum'ah, in the beginning of Surah Al-Jum'ah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, يُسَبِّحُ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ الْمَلِكِ الْقُدُّوسِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, everything in heaven and earth praises Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything in heaven and earth exalting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, al-malik, the king, al-Quddus. In Arabic, the Arabic word of al-Quddus means holiness. And it also means cleanliness. And the Arabs, they used to call that big pot that they used to wash themselves in, al-Qadas. Al-Qadas, بفتح الدال, Al-Qadas. And also Al-Quddus means the blessed. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, ادخلوا الارض المقدسة, enter the blessed land. Enter the blessed land. And Jibreel alayhi salam is called in the Quran, روح القدس, the Holy Spirit. Because he's free from any defects in communicating uh, divine Revelation. The angels, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was about to create Adam, they said, We are praising you. We praise you. We exalt you. And we purify ourselves for you. We purify ourselves for you. In other words, we try our best in order to be well qualified to gain your closeness. That's the meaning in the Arabic word. Some scholars, they said, Al-Quddus, and I want you to pay attention and listen carefully. They said, Quddus means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is free from any from any attributes or any qualities of perfection. He's free from all qualities of perfection. This is a problematic notion and something unfamiliar to be said about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He's free from all qualities of perfection but conceived by a human mind. 
For example, when someone tries to conceive himself, he sees himself in two different qualities, perfection and imperfection. When he tries or desires to praise Allah and glorify Allah, he attributes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala attributions of perfection that he himself knows. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is free from all the attributes of perfection that the man can attribute to himself or even imagine. In other words, all kind and all type of qualities of perfection that she might think of do not apply to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah is above them. I will give you an example to make things easier. They said a father has a mercy on his son. Right? A father has a mercy on his son but in an ignorant way that can cause actually harm and destruction for his son. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mercy on someone, His mercy is associated with the absolute divine of His wisdom and His knowledge. He said He is not like anything and nothing is like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know this man who asked, uh, he asked a shaykh and he said, Don't you yearn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? He says, La wallahi, I don't yearn for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, how? How do you say something like that? He said, when was he away from me to yearn for him? Rasulullah was in an expedition with some of the companions and they would start making dua and they were raising their, their voices. And then Rasulullah he said to them, have dignity in your souls. You are not calling on a deaf God. In other words, He's so close to you, so you don't have to shout, you don't have to yell when you make supplication to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The other shaykh who was asked, he was asked by a student, he said to him, When was Allah? When was Allah? He, he wanted to know when did He come to existence? When was Allah, he, the shaykh replied, when wasn't he? When wasn't he? Laysa kamithlihi shaykh. He's not like anything. And some scholar they said, is it okay to say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is far above any imperfection? They said it's almost impolite to say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is far above any imperfection. I will give you another example. If you are in the presence of a, a president, and you say to this president, Allahi sir, I have spoken to people about you. And then he asks you, what did you say about me? And then you say, Wallahi, I've told him that, that your majesty is not a liar. You think he will take that from you? Can you actually praise someone for not being a liar? Just walk to the message that she say to Shaykh Atif, Wallahi, he's, he's not a thief. Can you actually praise someone by negating something? Couldn't you find something positive in order to describe this person? There is a qaida in usul al-fiqh. 
And qaida means rule, okay? Means rule. Don't get us in trouble. It's rule. <laughs> like some of the sister in the Sunday school, she said, uh, Sheikh Atif is going to teach al qaida to the kids. I said, please don't say that. <laughs> So they said in Usul al-Fiqh, Al-Hukmu ala shay'i far'um min tasawwurih. That the negation of something is a part of conceiving it. So if he's saying that so-and-so, or describing someone, he's free from a defect or a flaw. He's saying that someone who is free from a defect or a flaw, you're given the possibility that this person might have this flaw. So it's almost impolite to say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is far above any imperfection. Again, لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ He's not like anything. One of the definition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Al-Quddus, means that He is the one who is free, free from all the needs. Another definition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Al-Quddus, that He is the one who purifies the hearts of His servants. He purifies the hearts of His devoted worshippers, His friends. By what? By causing to rely on him. And not to rely on any of these materialistic things, things in life. Because a man or a person, he finds himself always in that state of, of being consumed and worn out. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purifies the hearts of his good servants, his devoted worshippers, in order to consume life by knowing him. And not let life to consume them. What is our share? We always, when we talk about the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we talk about our share. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-Quddus, what does it mean for me? The scholar, they said, he who knows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-Quddus, he should purify himself from desires. He who knows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-Quddus, should purify his wealth from unlawful things. He who knows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-Quddus should purify his time from doing sins. And he who knows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-Quddus should be careful that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees him where he has commanded him to be and misses him where he has forbidden him to be. In the halaqa, during the time of the halaqa, where are you? In the time of Jum'ah, before the Imam climbed the member, where are you? In the time of Salat al-Fajr, where are you? In the time of Salat al-Isha, where are you? In the time of the Penguins game, where are you? In the time of the Steelers game, where are you? Some people, sometimes you tell them, Yaqi, come to the masjid for 30 minutes or a weekend, for an hour maybe. You know, listen to the halaqan just, you know, for like an hour. And you say, Allah, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of going to the masjid, I'm not feeling well. They will always find an excuse. Right? And some people say, oh, Allah, yeah, these people in the masjid are backwards, they just messed up, I'm, I'm good. And if there is somebody who goes to these people and says, well, listen, I'm going to watch Captain America today. I'm, I'm game, count me in, I'm coming. You know? There's determination to do something like that. But there is no determination to sit in the halaqa for 30 or 40 minutes. You know, and, and I, I don't want to say that, this, but it, this is a sign of a dead heart. Really, it's a sign of a dead heart. So be careful that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees you where He has commanded you and misses you where He has prohibited you to be. 
He who knows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-Qudus as the scholar said, should not worry about anything that he misses in his life after have found in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you found Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about anything. Nothing should cause you to give up. And this is actually the real truthfulness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase us in knowledge and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase us to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more and more.